when prisoners are, are sent into prison, they have their mugshot, they have, if you have tattoos or medical conditions, and then, you know, their home address, and then you go down, and there's a list of who they're fighting with. Cannot be housed with him because his brother was killed by him or whatever. You can have a guy who's part of the flashy gang, but which side is he on now as the gang breaks down while he's in jail? I'm Nicola Talent, and you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. Official figures claim there are currently 166 inmates from 14 criminal gangs jailed in prisons across the Republic of Ireland. But prison sources say the reality is the lines between the different gangs have become so blurred with the influence of the Kinahan cartel that the traditional divides can no longer be said to apply. Five prisons in particular house the majority of the country's most notorious gangland criminals. Mountjoy, Portleash, Wheatfield, Castlereagh and Limerick. Today I'm talking to Sunday World Deputy Editor Niall Donald about life behind bars in Ireland's jails. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. These 166 inmates that are, you know, spread around these 14 criminal gangs that have been described, um, they're in all the prison system, but there's five prisons in general that these guys are in. They're sort of the five of the most notorious prisons. And I think probably top of the list is going to be Mount Joy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there was a time um, at the sort of the rise of gangland where nearly all the the gangland criminals went to Port Leash, but as things have gone on, that's just not been possible. Mm. And now they're spread across. So Mount Joy, you know, and you have to remember most of the people in prison aren't really gangland criminals. I mean, it's mostly, you know, yeah. drug addicted crime, um, you know, repeat offence offences. So it's not all gangsters. It'd be really interesting to see what the percentage of people in prison for drug related crime is, because you know, if you if you go back to prison service and I know our population has grown as well but prior to the massive problems with drugs in in the community like we were probably able to house the entire prison population in one or two one or two jails. 100% I mean it's like the the majority of people in prison are for you you, petty offences would be the wrong term because there's violence used and all of that but it's chaotic criminality as opposed to organised criminality but what you have seen in the last period of time, three years, whatever you want to look at it, maybe since 2018, all of a sudden there's been a rake of Kinahan cartel yeah. criminals ending up behind bars. And that's had a huge impact on the prison system um, because they've had to be housed and they've had to be housed uh, often away from each other because of the this, this sort of the feuding that goes on. And also because you don't want this situation to develop that they become so powerful within the prison system that they nearly take over and over the jail they're being housed in. Yeah, and that 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 um you know, there was a feeling that that did occur at times, maybe with the Dundon McCarthy gang at some point in, in, in ten years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um that you know, so that that's something that the prison services have worked work on and have been successful on. And they sometimes end up moving prisoners between 
uh, jails in order to stop them developing that kind of that kind of base of control, you know. Mm. But and Mountjoy was always traditionally a sort of home from home for some of the north inner city criminals, um, and they would have been very much, I suppose, if anybody's got charge of it, it was people from within the that north inner city community that that would have. But they have been very much pushed out. And it is a very much Kinahan cartel, um, you know. Well, it's become, um, I suppose, a, a stronghold um, in certain wings in Mountjoy. So you have some of the most high-profile uh, cartel criminals yeah, in there. Yeah, who's in there, like? Well, you know, Trevor Byrne, um, who is from Finglas, who is uh, probably one of the most the reputation for being one of the most feared Kinnan linked uh, criminals. He's in there and Trevor Byrne is serving a, a prison sentence for um, for weapons possession um, amongst other offences. But he was somebody that that was uh, came to prominence in, in as really as the head of a uh, drugs operation in Finglas, kind of a franchise, a Kinnan franchise in, in Finglas. And, mm. um, so he he is there, and some of his and he was quizzed as well, Niall, wasn't he, in relation to the murder of Eddie Hutch? Never charged, but never charged, and he, I suppose uh, as the feud kicked off, he became somebody. Although he'd operated kind of on his in his own area, he became somebody that was brought into the into the the, the center of the Kinnahan uh, operations as they fought the war with the Hutches. He was seen with them. He was uh, regarded as being somebody that that was a, a very feared criminal, uh, and he was arrested but not not charged in relation to Eddie Hutch. Um, so he, you know, he's also there with in in in. The, the Mountjoy Sea Wing with people that he would have known from that Finglas area. Two guys in particular, uh, Glenn and Gary Thompson, um, who are also from Finglas and would have also um, been involved in 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 the Hutchkinahan feud, even though they weren't probably in that 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 you know they were people brought in really. Mm. They were part of a number of people eight that were. Um, nabbed subsequently convicted in relation to a plot to kill Patsy Hutch. Yeah, it was a very elaborate, I mean, one of the most, you know, notorious uh, uh, plots, really. So what you had at that point when they were uh, ultimately caught and, and convicted was that, you know, the, the kind of the inner core of the, the Kinning gang had left the country or were, you know, under huge surveillance. So what they were doing was they were hiring these people in, people that probably never particularly met Patsy Hutch or had no particular, you know, dealings with him or didn't probably care about the Hutches in particular, but they were being brought in because they were heavy uh, gangland criminals mm. and they put a surveillance operation on Patsy Hutch and, um, you know, they were, they had an elaborate plot in order to kill him, but they were, they were caught red handed really by the Gardaí. Yeah. So those two guys are in there and um, there's also another, um, well-known criminal, Graham Gardner, um, who would have been associated with with, with the weapons uh, being used in that feud. Um, he was, was also is he in on that plot as well, or was he convicted of something else? Graham Gardner was, um, uh, you know, these guys aren't, you know, 
these guys aren't Daniel Kinnan's pals or anything like that, but he was another person who became, uh, as, as the investigation went on, he was uh, caught with uh, a large number of weapons, a large cache of firearms, um, two machine guns, three revolvers, two silencers, and 170 rounds of ammunition. Um, he was moving them for what Gardy believes the Kinnan cartel. Um, um, so he's in prison there. Of course, nice. he was infamously caught... Um, in a, uh, after an, uh, with a video, a notorious mm. video that we had featured in the Sunday World. Having a bit of a party. Having a bit of a party. Behind and there bars. was a few of them, of course, yeah. that, that had caught uh, these videos emerge. Like it's, mm. but he was, I think uh, that's a bit of bravado, those videos, a lot of the time. It is, and it's, it certainly is, and it's, um, you know, I mean, they're put up and they're going to be, mm. like, you know, they must know they're going to be caught, but I think it's a way, to, sometimes it's just to connect with the girlfriends on the outside. That's you know what, what I mean? James Leonard told me before, and he said that's exactly what he was, when he was in prison, he, um, there was pictures going out in social media, and I said to him, what was that about? And he said, for God's sake, do you not know? It's yeah. to show the girlfriends how well you're looking. Stop out of sight, out of mind, I think. You yeah. Know? Robert Brown is with them, of course, as well in that sea wing. He was again um, jailed in relation to his role in the plot to kill Patsy Hutch. So they're all together, but we had a bit of a story that they have some sort of Eastern European muscle. Yeah, so they're... they're there, there is obviously a lot of Eastern European, uh, there's a lot of people of different nationalities in the prison system now, um, but the Eastern European, there's a link with the Kinnahan seems to have grown behind bars. Um, they seem to act as as muscle mm-hmm. from the Kinnahans. There's certainly, they, they were, you know, there was widespread links on the outside as well, particularly in the cannabis trade with these organisations who aren't working in opposition but tended to work together. Um, and some of the um, some of the, the the muscle is provided by a Polish uh, cage fighter. I'm going to try and pronounce the name, but forgive me, Lazek Szulek. Yeah, I'd say that really wasn't the pronunciation of his name. But <laughs> no, anyway, no, no. But but um, so who's he? Do you know much about him? Mr. Shulek, um, is a he was a cage fighter and um, he's obviously lived in Ireland for a good period of time, but he's he's currently serving. Um, he's currently serving a life sentence for uh, uh, after the, uh, him and an accomplice beat and left a man to drown in the River Shannon. Um, uh, Patrick Krupka had been uh, drowned in Shannon outside at Lone um, while incapacitated with an injury for a violent assault. Um, the, the, he's currently serving a life sentence in prison and uh Behind bars, he's 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 obviously a person of, of of he's been acting as muscle for really for these these guys in the jail, you know. Yeah, and we should just point out in case anyone's under any illusion, um, the reason that the Kinnahan mob behind bars can afford muscle because they're, these guys aren't doing it out of the goodness of their heart; they're being paid, obviously, are certainly getting some privileges on the outside or whatever, but is because these Kinnahan guys are being paid by the mob. And that uh, has been clarified in in the U.S. sanctions. That was actually detailed how these guys are all on a wage. Yeah, I mean, maybe now to say they're all on a wage would be wrong, mm. but a certain number of them are. Um, and that is how the structure is, is kept in place. Mm. You know, you have to think that 
if you look at there's there's a five million reward up for information about Daniel Kinnahan, I mean that's a huge risk for people at the top of the Kinnahan cartel, um, and one of the ways in which they keep that risk low is by keeping people happy that are in prison. I mean this has always gone on and went on and famously went on with the mafia in the US. You know people people that are in prison have less to lose, and you know there what is what has certainly happened with 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 the Kinnahan. Kenyan cartel as they've been abroad is that that's been one of the huge pressures on them in ter- is getting money to these people in prison that they've promised to look after mm. and of course it creates huge resentment for people if 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 you're serving a life sentence you've been promised that you'd be looked after and that money doesn't come to you mm. so that that that's what's going on um and of course last year um in October of last year there was a massive big seizure of phones and drugs and almost kind of like an Amazon order for criminals within the prison system. And I think uh, this cage fighter, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, so, see, well, so what, what, you, what you saw then was, I mean... It he, was, was, he was sort of believed to be one of the facilitators of it. Yeah, so, I mean, this is, you know, obviously when you're in prison... Um, this is the cur- the currency that 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 allows you to keep control is for start drugs, mm. getting drugs in, and the second one is getting phones in. I mean that that is that is how that that's what that's how you stay at the top. So there was a huge huge quantity, mm. um, and you know this was believed to be Kinnahan drugs, just like on the outside. The the very top of the cartel aren't going to be getting their hands dirty. And it was believed that there was an alliance with these European, Eastern European gangs from whatever source to get this stuff in. Mm. And, you know, that's how they control the prisons. Going in through the kitchen, which is a very busy kitchen. Um, you mentioned Trevor Byrne there at the beginning as he's one of the most significant kin and um, gunmen basically behind bars there in Mount Joy. But also he seems to have aligned criminals linked to the drug dealer we call Mr. Flashy. And of course... They're nearly a subcrew of the Kinnahan's Mount Joy Jail. And Byrne was the mentor of these flashy mob as they were coming up, as they were turning from teens to young men. He showed them the way. Yeah, I mean, Trevor Byrne was the head of that little organisation. Um, obviously, as the feud was started to be investigated, he left the country, obviously believing, uh, accurately believing that he was going to be come to the guard attention. He left and... Mr. Flashy took over, a very a, a young criminal from the Finglas area. Um, he had that, the Kinnahan name, he used the Kinnahan name, he had some of the network of contacts, and he, but he, he built his own uh, crew around him, some, mostly guys in their 20s, some of them really young, even younger now, and he, he quickly became, but he became Mr. Flashy because yeah. he was making so much money. But there's still a couple of them in in, in a couple of his really close associates um, in 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 Bank Joy. One of them would be um, Scott Capper, um, who they're and you know in the prison while they're not they're they're not uh, regarded as being Kinnahan people. They're Kinnahan mm. aligned, and this is what you see again and again that there's they're they're sub gangs. They're their own gang, but they're also a sub gang of the broader thing. And um, Mister Scott Capper, he was. Um, you know, he's currently serving a two and a half year prison sentence for stealing uh, 50,000 euros from a cash box from a security guard. He would have been 
constantly pictured with Mr. Flashy, uh, would have certainly been one of his right-hand man, really, is what it, what he's been considered as. And uh, so th- he's able to operate freely within that kind of Yeah, cartel. so he's sort of like sanctioned to, you know, operate within their circle. Yes, he would, but he wouldn't be regarded as being... You don't just walk in and, no. and go up to Trevor Byrne and start being matey no. with him. No. This sort of is, there's a structure here, isn't there? And there's a bit of a little bit more than a nod and a wink a little bit more than a nod and a wink, and they're certainly a subgroup, and and but they're not. They're it's not all the one. Mm. And his brother's in with him. His brother's in with him. Um, his brother, uh, uh, Mark, was uh, you know he had was also investigated as part of the Patsy Hutch uh, murder plot. In fact, Mark uh, pulled out of that plot just before it went ahead. Um, but he's still in prison. Um, yeah, but he got, he got panicked or whatever. Didn't fancy it in the end. Sometimes a little panic attack is good. It, it certainly, certainly, you know, it certainly means he's in for a lot long, less than some. Yeah. Um, but the, the evidence is heard in court how he'd been he'd been hired as part of it, and you know when it came to it, just didn't fancy it. Mm-hmm. And jo- Mount Joy, obviously, so it's dominated by these Kinahan cartel. Uh, linked criminals, but you know what are the other gangs? I suppose in there and well, I mean it's sense. mainly this is it. It's mainly become a Kinnan a Kinnan organization, but there are also some of the uh, the the two of the Dundon brothers are in there. Oh. And again, um, you know, you look back on uh, like although although they they are a separate organization, they also over many many years had ties with people that people like. Um, Graham the Week Whelan is also in there. Mm. They had ties with Paddy Doyle, the Dundons, who was also part of the broader Kinnahan cartel, uh, and even Freddie Thompson. So there's two. So they, although they're not, yeah, they had they have that alliance, and that's that's why they're probably now. Would they be there to kind of split up the Limerick mobs from Limerick Prison, a Cork prison, or wherever they're held? Well, so currently you have Wayne and Desi Dundon there, mm. and they've probably the Dundon. The Dundon brothers have probably been the most troublesome inmates in the prison system over the last long number of years. So, so they're obviously being broken up now, and they've also been moved around quite regularly. And they've been for periods of time they've been kept separate from the broader prison population, and not because they're necessarily under under threat, but because of the the um, the, the 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 level of violence that they were generating. Um, so you have at the moment Wayne, who was always regarded as the number one um, in that gang. Um, he they're on protection. They're in the protection wing on B division, um, and you also have uh, uh, Desi Dundon, who's Desi Dundon is been in prison for almost nineteen years. He mm. was he was the first Dundon brother to end up serving a life sentence, and he is actually hoping to 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 be. Uh, he's applied to go to an open prison. He may be on his, you know, on the road to coming out. Yeah. But Desi was a very feared criminal in 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 the jails. And of course, he has a lady waiting for him who has been in waiting since she first set eyes on him across a prison visiting room. As as a teenager, yes, yeah, she she uh, she spotted him while visiting somebody else and thought, you know, that there's there's a catch. Yeah. Mm. Uh, now, not maybe not many would think Desi is a catch. Um, considering no, and there's not that many women. In fairness, would wait for a man all that time. But look, no, no. Well, I mean, as yeah, at least there's a lid for every pot. Well, at least she knows where he is mm. in the evenings. <laughs> <laughs> what about Castle Ree? Well, Castle Ree, um, 
had always, you know, it probably had not been regarded as it, it, it was, you know, it hadn't been a, a source of where most uh, gangland criminals end up. Um, in 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 the past, Casari would have been your kind of ordinary decent criminal, for want of a better word, mm. um, because you know for the simple reason that 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 you know the gangs are really based in Dublin and Limerick. I mean that was that was you know the way it was. But in the last number of years, um, probably for more than a decade, there's been a rise in in, in gangland activity in in the west of Ireland, and um, you know, they've become increasingly integrated into the gangs with Dublin. This would have started maybe with Eamon, Eamon Dunn and an and association with the Earring Gang in Sligo. Um, but currently in Cassery, it's home um, to a guy that we can't name for legal reasons. He's currently facing charges linked to, mm. to, to gangland activity. Um, he's been called within the prison, the, the West Mr. Big. Yeah, we know his identity, but we can't. No, and he would be a very, uh, you know, he would have, this guy would have deep ties to 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 the Drogheda feud, um, to to Dublin's Mister Big, um, so he's in there, and he, you know, he would be a major league criminal. I think, um, you know, he would be one of the big. He would be ruling the roost in there. I suppose we could probably say. Yeah, and he would be one of the 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 uh, probably the most up and coming criminals in this in this. This country, you know, yeah, and um, also in there on the A2 landing is Nathan Killeen. Um, again, he would have he would have been the sidekick for the Dundon brothers, and um, he's currently serving a life sentence for his role in the murder of Roy Collins. And um, he would have been, you know, uh, there he would have been so associated with the Dundon guys, he would have been, uh. In a relationship, his sister Kira is married to John Dundon, as far as I know. His sister, yeah, had, or at least had been with John Dundon at the time. Yeah, he would have been a real underling of theirs, but nonetheless, he would have been, you know, the guy who did their bidding. Yeah, he would have been their, their getaway getaway driver uh, initially, but so he's been moved around as well. This is part of the thing to keep the Dundon that that he at one stage he would have been with the Dundon brothers, but he's serving. Uh, a life sentence in Castle Ree, and he's said to be very close to the Sligo Kingpin. These guys would move together. Um, also in there is not Anthony Noddy McCarty, who's also, uh, he's a cousin of the Dundon brothers, would have fallen out with them because he ended up giving evidence against them in court. Um, he's also serving life for the murder of Kieran Keane. And another person that that, that is probably quite notorious um for many reasons and has said to have had a good grip on some of the gangs uh, coming from the traveling community in 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 Castlery would be Michael Quinn McDonough um he's a scary looking character he's a scary looking character With and his he was old also tattoos and his uh, yeah the, right there, you know, people will remember him actually from from a, a great documentary about bare knuckle boxing. I mean, that's that's it was. Uh, and he pleaded guilty at the Central Criminal Court to beating to death his partner Jacqueline. I mean, a yeah. horrendous crime. What's Caelan Smith doing there in Castlereagh? Well, Caelan Smith is another one of these guys that is being moved. Um, you know, the the it's it's you know it's a policy of of not letting these guys settle if they cause trouble and moving them between. So he, he's been moved a number of times within the prison system since serving. So he tried to kill James Mago Gately after the uh, Imre Arrakis failed plot. Um, he acted a bit peculiarly after all of that and 
is he in or out of the Kinahans? Well, I mean, this is this is you know he's still he's still probably in with them. Yeah. But um, he probably has not become uh, one of that core group. Yeah. Um, he's a volatile young criminal who who has had as many fallings out with his own friends as he has mm. with his rivals. But he's judged to be a, a, a quite a dangerous person, and he has been moved between the prison system at the moment for that reason. Now, Port Leash was always seen as the, well, firstly, the, the highest security prison. It was originally used to house Republican inmates and they, it's the only maximum security prison in the country. But the Republicans sort of had the run of it as such um, at a period of time in history. But they are kind of like sidestepped nearly for the, uh, again, the Kinahan inmates in Port Leash who were on the A block and the C block. Yeah, but I mean... If so if you look back on 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 Port Leash prison um, and the Republican prisoners there were treated very differently than the normal prison population um you know during the the eighties and the seventies and the nineties they were you know they were a threat to the state, but they were given special privileges because of you know because of the political history of it um but the amount of people the amount of Republican prisoners in 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 Port Leash now is really quite small. Mm. I mean, there are people there serving life sentences. There are people serving their sentences for membership of illegal organisations. But really, it's in recent years it's become um, it's become a, a a ground for housing the 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 kind of some of the top people at the at the head of the Kinnan. And a couple of oddities, you know, Jim Mansfield Jr. is there. Like, what he's in the middle of them. Yeah. Um, Jim Mansfield Jr. Yeah, would be would be he would not be on one of the uh, he he's on C block. Mm. Um, now, with who? Like- well, he's which I think um, he's which for example on C block also is uh, Patter Keating and David Duffy, who would be I suppose the, from the bomber wing of the Kenning Cartel. Yeah. I mean, they are slightly different again that they're but you know Patter Keating would have been really bomber's right hand man would have been the person who did most of his, his business in, in Dublin, looked after Bomber's business in Dublin. He, he was a director, essentially, of Bomber Kavanagh's yeah, organisation. He, he was a manager of, of really, the, the Dublin wing. Um, and obviously those links are there because of the Criminal Assets Bureau investigation in relation to um, a €4.5 million Euro payment from the Kinahan cartel that went undisputed in court as being given into Mansfield Jr., um, laundered and then uh, that he basically gave them a house, his mother's house, back. And Bomber Kavanagh and Daniel Kinnan were named on those papers as respondents in the case. So clearly, uh, I imagine Mansfield was accepted onto that wing by Patrick Keating and ultimately by Bomber Kavanagh because that's the way things work. That is the way things work. He's And, you know, obviously there's certain places that Mansfield might not be able to be housed because... Rightly or wrongly, they judge well if he was in with, say, a Hutch associate, he could be un- mm. at risk because of his his links to the Kinnans. Do you know what it is? It's just like the developers and all the rest of it. The more money you owe, the better your chances of surviving. <laughs> it is to some it, extent. In business or, it is, you it know. It is to some extent. It definitely is because, yeah. I mean, you know, that's just the, the nature of it. it. It always is amazing how close it is to the corporate world this gangland but um, um, so A and C block are full up of the, the Kinnahans and various other 
also in there would be Aaron Brady, for example. Okay. Who is serving a, a life sentence for the murder of eight guard Adrian Donahue. Mm. So, and there is a few people um, from, you know, what what could be termed the border bandit. Mm-hmm. The border bandits. Um, the block is also being used to house Stephen Jarrett and Kieran Duffy, who you know, were were linked to a whole series of ATM raids, which really, I think, caught police, on, uh, initially caught them very unawares. Um, they were using diggers to, to, to rob ATM machines from kind of rural banks. Um, they really made a lot of money. Uh, they seemed almost untouchable for a period of time. They were moving back and forward across the border. And so they're ha- being housed in there as well. They're, they're, they're serious criminals different of a different type than than the Kinnahans, obviously, but they're, they're also being, that that is where they're being kept. Now, the B-Wing at Limerick Prison houses the remnants of the McCarthy Dundon Gang and other prisoners, while the C-Wing is more mixed. But I suppose the most significant prisoner down in Limerick at the moment, perhaps, is Kenneth Colopy, who's in the A-Wing, and he's serving a life sentence for shooting dead the carpenter, Daniel Fitzgerald, in December of 2009. And Fitzgerald was leaving his uncle's home and he was shot in the head and legs and it seemed that uh, he was the wrong guy and Colopy targeted him in revenge for some arson attack on his mother. That sort of chaotic existence that went on down in Limerick, you know, perceived attacks or even, you know, insults thrown could result at one point down there in a murder. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, Kenneth Colopy was a very, very young man when that when that happened. I think he was 19 or 20 years old. He's the son of Brian Colopy, who would have been the head of the Colopy faction, um, very much a, a veteran criminal drug-dealing figure, would have been possibly, at least for some of his career, being supplied by, by George the Penguin Mitchell's gang. Um, but Brian Colopy would have been... Uh, served a long period, long sentences for heroin dealing on two separate occasions. During that time behind bars, he would have ended up with his own son, uh, Kenneth Colopy. Um, also in prison would have been his, uh, Brian's brother, Kieran, Kenneth's uncle. So it would have been, there was a whole faction of the Colopies and there was other relatives who came in and out of prison during the same time. They would have been a very, uh, they would have been, prison authorities would have believed the broader Colopy gang was and remains in charge of most of the the, 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 the contraband trade that goes on in the prison. Mm-hmm. There's obviously a lot of them have been uh, released subsequently. Um, and, you know, as you know yourself, the level of the level of, of maybe convictions of relating to violence has dropped, obviously, in Limerick as as, as the feuds, the feuds have, have, have kind of come to, if not come to a halt, certainly slowed down. Mm. Finally, I suppose the Midlands prison is kind of becoming increasingly used to house sex offenders. Uh, there's a couple remaining, you know, serious organised criminals linked maybe to Limerick, but yeah, by and large, it's the sex offenders. No, I mean, and and the the, the Midlands would have uh, had a, a number of wings with with serious gangland criminals in the time, and actually, a lot of the the, the McCarthy faction of the Limerick gangs would have spent time there. Um, John Mac- Fat John McCarthy would have been, uh, you know, served a 14-year 
sentence for for heroin dealing. Probably the head of that wing, uh, the, the gang operating in Moiros. Um, but they've been sort of phased out as it's become more complex. I think for 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 where to house them, um, and that that would also be to to an extent with Wheatfield as well. Uh, Wheatfield in West Dublin, where there would be less gangland associated criminals than there once would have been um but there's still it's it's the uh it's the location of what's mm. known as the rabbit hutch yeah where the hutches are 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 housed um obviously that's a particular not the state Such the absolute humor isn't it the rabbit, rabbit hutch, hutch. <laughs> it, huh? it is isn't it? but not yeah nothing not, escapes that no 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 but the look what a job to try and keep all these very volatile people with underlying feuds apart and to move them around and try and break them up. And I mean, the yeah, it's actual, incredible. And if you the see, the ruling of a jail is just more than you know keeping people fed and safe at night in a cell. No, I mean it's it's incredibly complex as well. I mean, and you see it um, in if if you've ever seen one of those forums when prisoners are are are, are sent into prison. They have their mugshot, they have, you know, if you have tattoos or medical conditions and then, you know, their home address and then you go down and there's a list of who they're fighting with. Yeah. Like, it's quite incredible, isn't it? Cannot be housed with him because his brother was killed by him or whatever. And it's like just, national school or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're trying to divide up the classes <laughs> and who should go where. Yeah, yeah, that girl can't sit beside that girl. So yeah. that, that's it. So, I mean, and it becomes increasingly complex because yeah. there's subdivisions within these organisations and you see it now in, in, in say, in Finglas where, you know, the Mr. Flashy gang is at war with really what is their own gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's a divide within it. So all of a sudden you have, you can have a guy who's, 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 part of the flashy gang um, he's in prison he might be serving a long period of time but which side is he on now mm. as this as the gang breaks down while he's in jail you know so that that's the huge complexity um, but yeah it, it, it and not a pleasant place to be for anybody who is caught up in criminality be it through addiction or whatever and finds themselves many people you know purely and totally because of their addiction they find themselves in locked in with all these feuding guys and people with this hierarchy that maybe you don't understand. Yeah, and see, the problem is, of course, that there are some people at the top of those gangs and they tend to prey on the weaker people that are in weak or vulnerable. And, you know, the drugs have to come in and it's mostly uh, people that have developed drug debts, small drug debts that are forced to carry things, that are forced to carry out operations. You know, to, to you know, they have to maybe do something in order to pay off that drug debt. Mm-hmm. So some of that terror that you see on the outside continues on in in, in prison, and people are in there. You know, for mo- a lot of them are in for really just repeat offending of minor drug crimes. But those people tend to be preyed on, and the prison service, in fairness, do a good job. And they do their best, and not everybody's maybe ready for rehabilitation when they're in jail. But certainly. It is a, it is definitely a hard job to um, just keep a lid on things. My keep goodness, a lid on things, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, not a place I want to be. Well, I'm sure you me, don't no, I hope, hopefully not. Yeah, fingers crossed. We'll keep, we'll keep uh, working away. Well, listen, Niall Donald, thank you very much. Thanks, Nicola.
You've been listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. Produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. If you like the podcast and love true crime, why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.